The City Life app enables you to listen to Sunday messages and even explore the Bible while listening. Stay up to date with church life through our Connect section and much more. Download the City Life app today. Welcome to the City Life podcast. Our desire is to make Jesus known. We pray that these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Oh, I love you guys. I want you guys to have a seat. Get your Bibles and your notes out. I'd love it if you would open up your Bibles and your Bible apps to Deuteronomy. That's in the Old Testament. It's near the beginning. Deuteronomy chapter number 31. Deut 31. And then right after Deuteronomy, there's a book called Joshua. And Joshua chapter 1. Two places. Deuteronomy 31, Joshua 1. Deut 31, Joshua 1. All right, you got it in your head. Hey, have you ever felt this way? Um, we've had all the training, everyone seems to think you're well qualified, you, you know you're trained, but somehow you feel like you're maybe then kind of not ready and because you just don't want to mess up. Or maybe in your situation where a guy who was in a position prior to you was well loved and well respected and he's gone and now all the eyes are on you and you want to appear confident, but deep inside there's a little lack of confidence, maybe a lot. Uh, you know there are huge challenges ahead, but you don't even know what the challenges really are. And, 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 and those types of things can pull us down. And I understand that. In fact, I felt this way. Back in 1999, I took leadership of a, of a large church in the Kansas City area. And I was a much younger pastor than the man who had preceded me. And he had been there a long time. He had taken the church and grew it from about 200 to a thousand or so. And he was the man, you know. And I was the new kid. <laughs> Uh, was I qualified? Yeah. I mean, did I have the right training and was I ready for the position? Yes. Did I have concerns? Oh, yes, I did. You see, and there's a man in the Bible by the name of Joshua who had to deal with this also. Joshua is a guy who I would call a true Bible hero, but the truth is he was a man just like us. So today, I actually want to post you a question. Are you facing a situation where you need confidence, but you're feeling jittery? nervous, or even insecure. The truth is, I'm dealing with some of that right now. <laughs> See, if that's where you are, first of all, exhale. <sighs> you're normal. You're, you're, you're a normal person just like Joshua. Now, with Joshua, there wasn't anything really extra special about him, but it's obvious that he was a bit insecure, but at the same time, God gave him a strategy to break out of his insecurity, and God will give you the same strategy today if you'll hear it and if you'll receive it. Because I'll just be real clear, insecurity is not God's plan for your life. It's going to cripple you, and it's going to keep you from your destiny. So let me tell you a little bit about Joshua. Joshua was this major patriarch in, in, the, uh, uh, in the Bible. In fact, he was the second-in-command guy under Moses, and he was there for uh, uh, about 40 years. Joshua was a proven military general. Uh, he, he went up on the mountain with Moses. When Moses went up to receive the Ten Commandments and the law, he was there. And, and, and he would even personally stand guard at the holy tent when, when Moses would go in and be face-to-face and, and -face with God. And he was the guy who was guarding and, and protecting there. And, and, and Joshua was also one of the 12 spies that went into 
uh, that, that, that went into the promised land, which is today's nation of Israel, and he would assess the, the future battle. And, and coming back out of that, uh, that time, Joshua was one of only two spies who said, hey, I have faith that we can take this promised land with the help of God. 38 years later, after that, Moses died. Joshua was placed in command of this nomadic nation of Israel. And, um, and he was told by God to cross this Jordan River and to take the promised land. Uh, Joshua was a man who ended up living 110 years. And, he, and it's kind of cool because I like Jewish tradition as well because Jewish tradition tells us that he operated by this principle. And here, the principle is this, is he who serves his leader will be honored and blessed. And, and, and it's interesting because he did, and he was. But, but as you read this story, what you'll find are some subtle clues that Joshua, as heroic as we like to, to make him, and as, as he was, he struggled with a lack of confidence. So we're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter number 31, and I want you to get that ready because Joshua here is, is now, he's second in command, and he's been there for some 40 years, and, and there's now this transition of power. We see it becoming official right here in, uh, in, in, the, uh, in this text. So it says, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you will not cross the Jordan. Now listen to what he says. The Lord, your God himself, will cross over ahead of you. That's important, okay? Then it says, he will destroy. That's why these lines are underlined here. It's important. He will destroy the nations before you, and you will take possession of the land. Joshua will also cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. Now look at this. And the Lord will do to them, who? The Lord, right? What he did to Shehan of Og and the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their lands. Next one, then he says this again. The Lord will deliver them to you. And you must do to them uh, all the things that I've commanded you. And then he says this to all of Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Why? Because the Lord your God goes with you, and he'll never leave you, and he'll never forsake you. <laughs> so that, that, that just makes it, it clear. Hold your place there. What he's doing is he's making it clear that God is going to work a miracle, and Joshua is just simply the leader. Now, I even believe that for our church. I just happen to be the leader, but God is working a miracle here, and he has incredible miracles he wants to do among us. Now, I'm just telling you, I can stop right there with that scripture. You can take that and ponder that and just go home today because some of you are really, really stressed because you've been forgetting that God is the one of the, who does the miracles, and, and, and I've just given you some truth. And I mean, you can take it and go, but don't. Please, I want you to stay for just a few more minutes, all right? Because okay, it says in the next scripture, next verse, then Moses summoned Joshua... So the setting changes a little bit, and he said to him in the presence of all Israel. So here is him talking to Joshua, and everyone's listening. Be strong and courageous, for you must go with these people into the land the Lord has swore uh, to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. What does he say to Joshua? Then he says, the Lord himself will go before you and will be with you, Josh. 
and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid, boy. Do not be discouraged. Boy, he's probably about 65 years old at that point. But still, you get the picture. Moses is telling the nation that God is going to work a miracle, and they simply had to remember that God was with them, and they absolutely had to be strong and courageous, and they couldn't be afraid, and that God would make it happen. And then Moses does this public commissioning over Joshua for leadership, and he basically says the same thing. And, 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 but as he says this to, to Joshua, he's not being redundant because the first message was to the, me- the nation. The second message was to the man. And, and, and you see, Moses knew Joshua very well. Uh, so he kind of actually doubled down on this message, if you look at it closely, of telling Joshua to reject fear and to reject, reject discouragement and to embrace strength and courage because he was going to need it. Now, I want you to flip over a few pages to Joshua chapter 1, because we need to see what happened next. After Moses finished his speech, he left the camp, he went up a mountain, and he died. So that's kind of what happened, all right? But let's get to Joshua chapter 1. I don't know why he went, yeah, I do know why he went up the mountain to die, but that's not important right now, okay? He's he's dead, all right? So so Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it starts off this way. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I just want to pause here and say, there's some land God's given to you, and it's out there, and it's been in your heart, and it's been in your dreams. Keep that in mind as I I talk through this, all right? Now he says to to Joshua, I will give you every place where you put your foot. Who's going to give it to him? I, God. Okay? Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, to the great river, the Euphrates, and the Hittite country, and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. All right, then he says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. (laughs) I will never leave you, and I will not forsake you. I mean, yeah, this is getting off to a good start. God has plans for victory, and God's now talking to, to Joshua just the way he had talked to Moses. And, 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 uh, and, but the thing is, is God knew Joshua even better than Moses did. So what we see here is God kind of speaking a little stronger on some things than Moses said to Joshua. Because I want you to look at what, jo- what God emphasized in his little speech, not a little speech, mid speech, to Joshua. Look on, he says, now, Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And then he says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey All the law my servant Moses gave to you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate it on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. That's kind of another message right there. But but look right here, he goes back now to the topic again. He goes, have I not commanded you? You, you, some people talk about the commands of God. Well, the commands of God are, you know, they're just too arduous. Oh, look at this. The, uh, here's a command of God. Command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now this message is overwhelmingly clear for Joshua and it's clear for you. Your fear and your insecurity will only hold you back. God is calling you to step out. God has a big bold plan for you and he's already given you a vision of it. It's probably stored up in your heart, but it's there. Just like what he did for Joshua. But you're not going to get there if you're held back by insecurity. So here's my message for you today. It's grow your confidence, uh, shrink that insecurity because God is with you. See, confidence means to step out boldly in faith. And and confidence, it, it really increases by faith. And so it's time to basically shed that insecurity because catch this, insecurity, what it really is, it's fear. It's fear. And you have to break that fear with courage. I mean, we just need to call insecurity what it is. Your insecurity is fear. And, and so don't, don't make that insecurity and, and that fear your focus anymore. Instead, you're going to need to begin to focus on the courage, like God says, because that will break the fear. See, insecurity and fear, th- that, that's actually a thought. It all begins with a thought. So if it begins with a thought, it can end with a thought. Insecurity is actually the opposite of security. I, I study this, and so like, what does it mean to be secure? Well, to be secure means this. It means that, 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 that it is something that cannot go away. Secure means it's something that cannot be taken away. <laughs> so actually, what makes you secure is God. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is how to be secure. That is security. You understand? I love our security officer here. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, and I, I saw him getting out of the car the other day with the ladies after they had run to the bank. And, and it's like, man, that, doesn't that feel good? It's like yeah, having this, this tough cop right there in your car. And, and, and he, you just, just feel, you feel secure. But that is nothing. You know, nothing wrong with our officer. But that is nothing compared to the security God gives you. See, being secure is knowing this is that God cannot go. He cannot be stolen. He cannot be taken away. And that gives you the opposite of insecurity. See, God being with you gives you security. He gives you courage. It's like what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I can do all this through him who strengthens me. You need to put that to memory. Some of you need to take a picture of that graphic, and and that, that needs to be your memory first for the week because insecurity originates really by these feelings of being alone or inferior, and, and, it, and it could be from neglect or loneliness. It could be from just low confidence Uh, rejection but the truth is it's a learned fear really insecurity is this fear-based belief it's a way of believing it's a belief that that is really simply put deep down you're not good enough you keep comparing yourselves with others you rehearse uh, these words that others have said to you that have made fun of you or that have put you down and let's just be honest it's because you're actually thinking, even though you're not thinking good about yourself quite often, you're actually thinking more about, about, more about yourself than you are about God. And since your fear started in your thoughts, then it needs to end in your thoughts. So what do you have to do? So you need to change your belief. Change your belief in God above self. I, I've heard it a million times. You do too. We hear it in our culture all the time. You need to believe in yourself. Now, I get that. 
I do, and, and I'm okay with that. But well, listen, if we don't believe in God above ourselves, the truth is fear and insecurity will remain because deep down inside, it all comes down to this belief system. Are you in a believer in God or self? Because you know the truth, you know and you see your flaws and your weaknesses. You know about your sins, and this eats at you. It doesn't matter how much you psych yourself up and try to believe in yourself. It's never, ever really good enough. So I'm here to debunk that in a sense. But you see, with God, your sins are forgiven. He can't even remember that you've ever sinned. Can, can you get that? So for God, the, that filter of, of imperfection, it's gone. He's with you. He's in you. He sees none of that sin from your past. And that's why we can believe in God above ourselves. Now, understanding this, guys, you, you can begin to get some hope in your lives because your past does not equal your future. Your past is the past. Yesterday is gone. You cannot go back and do it over. What happened in history is history. Today's a new day. In fact, today begins a new week. It's summer. It's a new season. So stop living in the past. Have you ever tried driving down the highway only looking in your rearview mirror? I mean, no, no way. What you do is you glance back and you focus forward. Now, I know some of you go down the road only viewing at your smartphone. Now, that's not good. That's not good. Law's going to change here real quick the next few weeks. So just kind of get it out of your system really quick, all right? But, but, but what you do with the rearview mirror is you glance at it, but you focus forward. And if you know that God is with you and that he's never going to leave you or forsake you, then you can be secure in moving forward and you can have courage and you know you don't have to keep watching your back. You just need to, some of you just need to punch fear in the face. Fear. I'm not talking about another person. Although, when I was in elementary school, there was this kid who kept messing with me on the bus. And I would fret about it. I would get off the bus crying sometimes. I was only seven years old, all right? And I hated the thought of getting on that bus because I knew how it would work. The big bully would always come and intentionally sit behind me on the bus. And that was before the days we had, you know, like seating charts on a bus, uh, you know, but... And I got so sick of it. I had three big brothers, so they helped me out. And, uh, and, and, and basically, you know, they, just, they just let me know. They said, hey, the next time this kid starts uh, physically intimidating you and hitting and punching you, then you need to fire back, but you better fire back hard. Well, I, bigger, older, smarter, you know. But, well, whatever. So I did it. I walked on the bus. In my night with my 1970s era metal Spider-Man lunchbox. And at approximately 6.45 a.m., and I know because it was still dark, the bully got on the bus. Where does the bully sit? Behind me. All of a sudden, the Odessa Independent School District bus number 27 was about to be the place where things were going to shift. And Spider-Man was there. 
Well, it started, and, and I was grateful for my mother because she always packed me a huge lunch, and she did it again today. Inside that, that lunch pail, uh, that metal lunch pail was a nice heavy thermos, and it was filled with milk. Now, you have to understand that milk that was in there was one half uh, vitamin D milk, and it was one half fresh goat's milk. And yes, we drank goat's milk because some of the people in our church tithed with goat's milk and eggs instead of offerings. So we weren't, but we're not going to go there. I'm still... <laughs> processing that that he showed up at lunch and going okay but i knew there was some power in the spider-man lunch pail and it started put my hand on that lunch pail and i remember turning around and that person glaring at me as i turned around and i took that lunch pail and i I nailed that bully on the top of the bully's head, and bully cried, and Spider-Man lunch pail was now dented, and all was calm on the bus. <laughs> I'm not necessarily recommending this, but this is what happened. I just want to kind of share with you. Former bully now sat behind me on the way back home that day and said, you put a big bump on my head, Timmy. And what did I say? Your head dented my lunch pail. <laughs> it just came out. I just, I just flowed with it. Never again was I bullied. I was set free. Some of you need to punch fear in the face. Grow your confidence. Shrink your insecurity. Because God is with you. Change what you believe in. Believe in God. God who forgives sin. God who places angels around you. God who gives you rest. God who helps you succeed. God who lives in you. Have faith in that God. And if you're going to have faith, then you've got to do some defeating of fear. You're not inferior to the people around you. Sure, they might have cooler hair, or they might actually have hair, and you don't. They might have more developed skills. They might have more authority. They might have a cooler apartment. They may have more degrees and certifications, or they may even have cooler business cards than you. But, but that cannot control you. Stop thinking like that. Stop comparing. For Joshua, God simply had to say, Joshua, Moses is dead in fact, it's kind of interesting because God's miracles were different than Joshua than they were with Moses. When, when Moses was going to cross the Red Sea, he held up his staff and part of the Red Sea. But when Joshua and his people needed to cross the, the Jordan River, uh, they were supposed to stand, priests had to stand in the river with the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders and, in order for the, the, the Jordan River to part. At his first battle at Jericho, this accomplished general... <laughs> was told by God to use a different form of warfare that was totally non-conventional, where uh, essentially, you know, through the eyes of the spectators, it was they walked around the city for several days, they didn't talk, they stopped, they blew trumpets, they yelled, and the walls fell down. Now, you see, the future miracles God has for you will probably not look like the things he's done in the past, and that's okay. But you can be certain that God is going ahead of you. He's not going to leave you stranded because he's in you. Paul says this, he said, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion till the day of Jesus Christ. I mean, who began the work? Who? God. Who will carry it to completion? God. So you simply have to take steps 
forward with courage because God is in you. He's, he's with you. Like Jordan said earlier, he is for you. Oh, pastor, it's hard. Hey, my God is able. Now, pastor, you don't understand my husband, what God does, all right? Well, pastor, you don't understand. Everyone in my family is insecure. It's in my DNA. It's like, oh, you, come on, come on, come on. God can change that. So let your DNA be changed today. I mean, not anymore, all right? Well, pastor, I'm nothing. Well, God is something. And in fact, actually, that's the whole point. <laughs> you can overcome. You can do all things through Christ. Decide to have faith and, and then take some action today. Some of you need to stop focusing so much on your 10-year plan and getting all stressed out about it and not able to take a step forward and immobilizing yourself and simply get your eyes on Jesus. Focus on today. Get rid of that mental clutter and take another faith step now and replace your fear with faith because fear hinders. Insecurity hinders. What do we do with things that hinder? Well, we jettison. We throw them off. We throw all that stuff off. We need to throw off fear and insecurity. This year's theme scripture is very clear about that. So I want you guys to read it aloud with me. It's on the screen. Come on, read this aloud with me. Come on, say it with me. Let us throw off. Stop, stop. Throwing off. That's what, we're, what are we throwing off today? Fear and insecurity, right? Okay, come on. Let's look at it. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Keep reading. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Hey, today's a new day. You, like Joshua, can boldly take your future. You can walk out of here today with forgiveness, with empowerment, with faith, and with courage to take the territory that God has already given you. <laughs> So as you're contemplating that big mountain in front of you, I want you to consider what Moses said to Joshua and to Israel and what God said to Joshua, because this is for you too. Listen to these words. The Lord God himself will go ahead of you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Be strong and courageous. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. And I'm not just being redundant. I'm just reading to you what God said over and over and over. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I will give you every place where you place your foot. No one will be able to stand against you. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. In fact, be strong and very courageous. In fact, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Ha <laughs> So is God speaking to you today? I hope so. Basically it says, grow your confidence. Shrink that insecurity because God is with you. This moment, I'd like for there to be no movement at all, please. And I want you just to focus internally. Maybe some of you here today have never really surrendered your life completely to Jesus, or you possibly have drifted from your relationship with God. If you want to know this Jesus that I talk about, and you're ready for a new beginning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. So as you look inward, as you lock yourself in with God, I want to ask you this. If you'd like to be included in my closing prayer and surrender your life completely to Jesus. I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three in just a moment because faith is when we respond and we take action outwardly on what's happening on the inside. Hey, Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. He died so that you can have life and life to the full.
full, and everything changes today. One, two, three. Please raise your hand so I can connect my faith with yours. Thank you. Who else? Who else? Today's your day of salvation. Today is the day you make that change. Lift your hand for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can put your hands down. Awesome. Here's what I want to do. I want everyone in the room to stand. Look at me. If you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer along with everyone else. Congregation of believers, I want you to pray this prayer together. Let's pray it and believe it. This is the beginning of change right here. Pray this. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I release my insecurity and fear. Thank you for courage. I'm taking new land. In Jesus' name, amen. City Life is able to continue making Jesus known through the consistent investments of many. If you would like to invest financially into the vision, you can do so at citylifecenter.org. Simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can stay connected through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday.